The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. And eight more welcomes. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you are in the right place. What's the buzz on the street today? We have some Yogi Berra Yogi-isms. Number one, it's tough to make predictions, especially about the future. Number two, if you don't know where you are going, you'll end up someplace else. And number three, the future ain't what it used to be. Well, thank you. Thank you, Lawrence Peter Yogi Berra, who lived from 1925 to 2015, retired American major league baseball catcher manager coach played almost his entire 19-year career for the new york yankees so what are we talking about today obviously predictions and the future you get it if you're wishing and hoping dreaming and praying for a real crystal ball to get a sneak peek at what 2017 just might bring for your company your industry in the world stick around for the next 55 minutes because we have i think the, the equally best thing but you might say the next best thing this is part two of our 20 17 predictions on steroids. We have a five-part show this year because we have so many people who want to share their predictions with you. Live today, you will hear insights on technologies, strategies, and trends that can help you grow and compete better next year and beyond. We have predictions from 16 savvy thought leaders who appeared during this year, 2016, on one or more or more of our 23 SAP Game Changers radio series. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of Joe, Earl, Dom, if you're celebrating early and you want to pop that cork and join us for Game Changers Predictions 2017 Part 2 Live. First up, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our opening panel. We are going to be speaking with Timo Elliott, Senior Director and Global Innovation Evangelist for SAP. He blogs on Forbes, ZDNet, and Timo Elliott. That's Elliott with two L's and two T's.com. He tracks innovation and business analytics and big data. An interesting factoid, he joined SAP 23 years ago through the acquisition of business objects where Timo was the eighth employee who's counting he is. Number two on this segment will be Nancy L. Schick Esquire, founder of the law studio of Nancy L. Schick in New York City. She's an attorney and a conflict resolution professional. She's the author of DIY Do-It-Yourself Conflict Resolution, Seven Choices and Five Actions of a Master, and she is a U.S. Chamber of Commerce 2015 Blue Ribbon Small Business winner. And joining us also will be Mal Poulin, Senior Director of Strategy and Market Relations for Ann Siley, A-N-C-I-L-E, I got it. He's been in the corporate learning and workforce performance field for over 35 years. He has a degree in mathematics. And last on this segment will be Brian Hicks, B-R-Y-A-N, works on go-to-market for SAP's IoT solution, predictive maintenance and service. Previously, here's a factoid, he worked in R&D for NASA 
and Cornell University on nanoelectronics, nanofabrication, infrared lasers, and fiber optics. Woohoo! So let's kick it off. Timo Elliott, welcome, and how are you? And we'd love to hear your predictions. Timo, give us a shot here. Hello, Bonnie. I'm very well, thank you. Uh, my prediction is a little out there. <laughs> it's about big data and machine learning enabling something called mathematical sociology. But first, I have to explain the background. Uh, when I was a boy, I spent as much time as I possibly could reading science fiction. And as a math geek, there was one set of books in particular that really fired up my imagination, and that was the Foundation series by Isaac Asimov. Uh, in the books, the hero, Harry Seldon, develops a, a branch of mathematics known as psychohistory, and it's a type of mathematical sociology that can predict the actions of large groups of people, and then he uses those insights to go and help the universe avoid a 30,000-year dark age. And then when later I went to university and studied econometrics and game theory, I was using mathematics and data to understand and model the behavior of people. And so I like to think of those equations as rudimentary steps towards this big vision of Harry Seldon. Well, it turns out that mathematical sociology is a real scientific discipline, and it's now, being, uh, it's now using the latest technologies to make sense of what happens to groups in society. So after all, we now have unbelievable amounts of information about people, their behaviors, their interconnections, and how they react as a group to different types of events. And uh, we now have the computing power to actually make sense of all of that incredible complexity of data. So my prediction is that 2017 is the year that Isaac Asimov's psychohistory starts becoming real. We'll start to be able to think of society as a sort of complex organism that can be treated in much the same way as we're starting to offer personalized medicine based on the DNA of an individual. So maybe we can take, maybe we can learn what it takes to reduce uh, endemic corruption in society or promote healthier lifestyles or get people to vote. So I'm hopeful and optimistic for 2017. Maybe we can take the first baby steps using data and analytics to optimize society and make the world a better place. What do you think? I love it. I love optimistic predictions, Timo, and you would be the guy to set the tone for the show today. I hope everybody follows suit. Let's see. Just repeat for me one second. You said this will be the year Isaac Asimov's, what did you term that society? Because I want to tweet it exactly, Timo. You call it psychohistory. Starts becoming real. History becomes real. Okay, we have that for posterity. Thank you, Timo. Stick around because we're going to ask you what you're drinking for the holidays in just a minute. But now it's time to turn the microphone over to Ms. Nancy Elshick. Nancy, we're ready for predictions. What's going to happen? Well, first, I would I would just comment on the fact that you put me on with uh, with the technology people, which I love because I, I love what Timo just said about um, bringing math and and people together, right? Bringing the social element into technology, and I believe the business leaders are kind of predicting that those will be the two skills that most employers are looking for. And so it's really wonderful that we're bringing that into this conversation because that was what I wanted to mention is although things are going to get more confusing in the employment realm because we're going to have obviously a, a whole new administration um, at the federal level and so it's going to change the way we're relating to healthcare, 
the independent contractor versus employee situation is still going to be confusing. And now we're going to have some new conversations probably around discrimination, religious freedom. So you, you know, one of the things I bring on the show constantly when I talk mm-hmm. to you is, is not to go this alone. So I think that's one of the great things, oddly, about this is that we're kind of being forced um, or coerced and gently into talking to each other more. And I love that uh, technology is going to bring that forward. So we'll be able to use big data to make our conversations more efficient. And I think that's all going to lead to this streamline in communication that gives us the freedom to be more mindful and authentic in our conversations. I think you're going to see more people as a result step into what I call leadership from wherever they are, and more participation, more community, and all of the things that have made us work well together. I actually am am right in line with Timo on this, that I am very optimistic, as scary as it may seem for some people at times. I think we're moving into kind of a bigger, better, more connected world, which is what we hoped technology would bring forward in the first place. Thank you, Nancy. I love the optimism. Uh, a little bit scary for a lot of people. You said we'll be forced to talk to each other more. You know, there, there's always been a, a specter of what technology has, quote-unquote, done to us. I think all of our panelists will remember this one. Oh, my God, we're emailing. We're sending emojis. We're sending flat text in in, in uh, digital communications, and nobody's a real person, and where is authenticity gone? And you don't know what people are thinking, and it's isolating us, and you're saying technology will help force us to talk to each other more. I like that, Nancy. Thank you. Hold that thought. We'll be coming back to you in a second to find out what you're drinking for the holidays. Mal Poulon at Aunt Siley. How is Aunt Siley and what do you and she predict? Mal, go ahead. <laughs> well, first, I'm glad to be following Nancy because I think she brought it down to the people location, and that's what I want to address here as well. So my prediction is that we'll really have an evolu- continued evolution, not uh, a rocket ship nor a cliff. So we're talking about a continued downfall of generic training, especially in the IT area. But what this means is that one of the things that we see is a lot of organizations and companies are starting to act more like millennials. In other words, they're egocentric. They're all about themselves. They're impatient. They're intolerant. They subscribe to the just. In other words, they want things that are just in time, just for me, just where I am, just when needed, all the just, because it's truly all about them. Where that comes to play with training is that they, they don't have that same tolerance for generic training or standard training. What we're finding is that uh, it's been proven to be expensive, uh, ineffective, and event-based. And if you weren't there for the event, well, sorry, you know, you're off. So what that means, though, from an evolution as far as going forward is focusing on the, the millennial attitude of making all learning on demand that it's embedded right within the, uh, the workflow or the work process. And it's, it's right in there from a performance support perspective, but it also ensures process compliance. So it's not all about the transaction. It's very much about the process that people are finding themselves in. I'm working with a, an organization right now, a large global pharmaceutical company, and I'm sorry to say for me, 
the stakeholder we're working with is closer in age to my five-year-old grandson than to me. So I think that's sort of the, the age-proof point. But nonetheless, he's following and subscribing to what I've talked about here so far. So we really want to talk about exactly what that means. The really, really good news about all this is that much like the, my predecessors have talked about, this technology to enable this. It's not left up to the imagination of anybody. We can actually use technology to enable something like workforce enablement, especially in the area of IT, where these days with cloud software and the like, it's easy on and easy off. So we want to make sure that everybody's protecting their initial investment and making the most of what they have. Thank you, Mal. Love it. And let's give a moment here or two to Brian Hicks at SAP's IoT Predictive Maintenance and Service. Brian, I have exactly two minutes for your predictions, and then we'll do a lightning round of what everybody's drinking. Brian, go ahead. All right, great. Well, first I want to start and say that I'm, in general, very optimistic about the future of technology with the advent of you know, commercially available self-driving cars, advances in gene-based therapy, 3D printing. But the prediction I'm focusing on today is a bit pessimistic. Um, and it's actually a, a combination of the, the predictions we've seen before. So um, Timo started talking about uh, psychohistory. And uh, if you're really nerdy, like apparently Timo and I both are, um, you read <laughs> Isaac Asimov's book, and, and psychohistory is a bit of a dysutopia. And the main problem is it takes big data, basically, and they, they twist it and try to start to uh, apply it to individuals. Uh, and I think that's what we're going to start to see even more in 2017 is, uh, is what Cathy O'Neill, a book that I'm reading right now called Weapons of Mass Destruction, uh, is doing. So you're, you're taking these amazing algorithms that we have available now um, with machine learning and deep learning and, and building these, these fantastic ways to crunch all this data, but there's two problems. One is it's not particularly data-driven. All those algorithms have biases built into them. And the data that they're working with is bad. Experience says the data quality is only getting worse. And I, I really am concerned about um, the inequality gap just continuing to grow as you take the combination of bad data and these really powerful but biased black box algorithms and use it to make all kinds of decisions, right? Who gets hired? Who gets loans? Who goes to college? Who gets arrested? I mean, big data and data-driven decisions is, is infiltrating all of this. And I think, for me, that, that's frightening. And, and one of the things I, I'd like to, to close with is a quote from Malcolm Gladwell's World is Flat book is that there's some sources of friction in the world that are worth protecting, even in the face mm-hmm. of a global economy that's threatening to flatten them all. And I think some of those sources of friction where we, we need some maybe less efficiency, if you call it, are these these big decisions on that really affect the trajectory of, of individuals' lives. Even if your your big data says on average it's right, I think we have a responsibility as humans to uh, to take into account the individual. Thank you very much, Brian. Very optimistic, pessimistic in an optimistic way, and you've called, put us all into call to action, which is very appropriate. I'm going to give you each a one-sentence wrap-up on what you're drinking for the holidays. Tell me something wonderful. Timo Elliott, talk. I will be drinking Glug. It is the Swedish version of mulled wine with lots of spices and sugar. And I'm half Swedish. I grew up with it. It's great stuff. Thank you. I can see the cinnamon stick right now. Nancy L. Schick, what will you be drinking? 
I'm going for some, some champagne. I think we're all talking about a little something from our, uh, our heritage, and I am a tiny bit French. Okay, le champagne, la champagne. Thank you, Nancy. Mal Poulon and Aunt Siley, what do you be drinking? Mine's kind of simple. Hot chocolate with a good dose of hooch. I've been in West Palm Beach, <laughs> Chicago, and Baltimore, Washington the past two days. It's a shock to the system. We all need it to make these predictions come true. There you go. Brian Hicks, what will you be drinking? I'll be drinking raspberry zinger tea from Celestial Seasoning drink made right here in Boulder, Colorado. There you go, hometown boy. Timo, Nancy, Mal, Brian, thank you for kicking off Predictions Part 2. We're going to say goodbye to the four of you, and in just about 30 to 45 seconds, I'm going to welcome Jerry Silva at IDC Financial Insights, Sanjay Kumar at Hortonworks, Nicole Sahin at Global Par- Globalization Partners, and Jim Fields at SAP Customer Experience Marketing. So don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. I'm still Bonnie D. Graham. I'm not sure what I'm drinking today, but we're doing it fast here. We'll be right back. Michael out. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP. Systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Indeed, 2017 Prediction Special Part 2, Segment 2. Here we go. We're going to be speaking in just a moment with Jerry Silva, Research Director for IDC Financial Insights Global Banking Research Practice. Before IDC, he ran his own technology consulting company, helping vendors and banking institutions with tech solutions. He's been quoted in the Wall Street Journal, Financial Times, and The Economist. Joining him on this part of the panel will be Sanjay Kumar, who leads the Global Tech telecom practice at Hortonworks, helping service providers leverage Hadoop for data at rest and NiFi for data in motion to transform data assets into a force of business growth and competitive differentiation. Third on this segment will be Nicole Sahin, S-A-H-I-N. She's the CEO of Globalization Partners, a global employment solutions company with an all-female management team. How about that? That helps companies expand fast into over 180 countries without establishing new subsidiaries, Globalization Partners was named the sixth fastest-growing private company and number one fastest-growing female-led company in America. And rounding out this segment, Jim Fields, Vice President of Customer Experience Marketing for SAP, innovating new models of engagement and finding margin between organizational silos. He's a blogger, a brand journalist, a speaker, and a mentor to early talent. Jerry Silva, you're up first. Welcome, Jerry. Nice to hear you. And tell me, I get you two minutes Four predictions. Jerry, go. 
Thanks. Thanks, Bonnie. Uh, great to be back again. Um, so I'm going to pick up from where Brian Hicks left off on the, on the last little segment, and he seemed to kind of have a, a dire look at the future. I'm going to bring us up here. I'm going to add a little optimistic note. Uh, we've been talking at IDC about the proliferation of data um, and how much more data is available and whether it's good or bad, how do you monetize it. And since I look at banking from a consumer perspective, I thought to myself, well, I mean, this is actually really, really good for the consumer, assuming we have the right tool to help them use that data. And there's getting to be so much of it that I can't imagine how the consumers are going to benefit from all this, not just financially data, but all kinds of data. And the only way to really do this is through this seems to be the, the, the ideal solution to help go through all of that data and actually make sense of it and, and uh, act intelligently based on all of that data. So I see in 2017, I see the beginnings of cognitive at the personal level. And I'm talking about beyond Alexa, beyond Cortana, beyond Google, and being able to, still in the cloud, but being able to access all of that data in an intelligent way. Whether you're at uh, Best Buy, for example, and you're looking at TVs, and then you speak into your speakerphone and you say, you know, first, you know, you take a picture of the UPC code and you ask your phone, can I afford this? And then that intelligent agent will go out to your bank account, bring back the information and say, yes, you can't, you know, but you can't have pizza tomorrow or something like that. I took that to an illogical, maybe extreme where in the future we'll be talking to do everything. You could be a JavaScript programmer and you'll actually be talking out code, which will then lead to just changes in the way society speaks. And we've already seen that with people actually voicing things like LOL and YOLO. Um, and I think that's just going to get, I don't know how but you would consider it worse or better, but I think we're headed that way, where you'll have these little sub-languages coming up because of the use of cognitive and voice as, a, as the instrument. Wow. Very, very interesting. Thank you, Jerry. And by the way, I just saw offered on eBay two days ago an emoji bracelet. They're gold-plated. It's 10 little emoji. <laughs> They're the little charms on a bracelet. I wanted to buy it for my kids who were all grown up and my grandchildren who were almost grown up. And they said, no, Grandma, we're not into emojis anymore. Thank you very much. We'll just take a Barnes & Noble gift card. So there you go. Thank you, Jerry. Perfect. I love that. Perfect. Let's bring on Sanjay Kumar at Hortonworks. Sanjay, two minutes predictions. Please share with us. Great. Thanks, Bonnie. And, uh, you know, I, I loved uh, the message Jerry said. And, and by the way, Timo started off with the Foundation series. Big fan of that. And I, I loved how things were going. I am very positive about the future. And I, I think we've been seeing a lot of disruptive technology over the last little while. I think 2017 is the year that we really start feeling the social impact of the technology. And, and I think it fits in a few areas. And I think... Um, We've already had some discussions around what big data and machine learning uh, of that data means. I, I really see it playing in our connected world. So we, we've talked about the connected car, the connected home, the connected cities, connected medical devices. We're going to start seeing more and more of these end-to-end um, -end ecosystems. And I think what we're really seeing are these communities where there's an opportunity to share information, share data without exposing data. And, and what really mm. will become of that is insights that are being combined from multiple sources that never were insights. So, for example, Jerry had mentioned the impact on, on personal aspects. I, I think we are going to be in an opportunity to start seeing things where um, only to a consumer, to a personal insight, you have the ability to see things that may have come from your banking front over your telecom front, over your insurance front and others, and use it to actually impact the most meaningful aspects of your life. I need to pick up my kids at a certain time. I'm not going to be able to make it uh, based on where I'm located. Um, I'm told that, 
my wife is close by. She can pick them up. Oh, by the way, there's a, you know, a payment that needs to take place. We're going to start seeing more and more aspects of our life finally being combined together. I think we're also seeing on that community side companies, and, and this is kind of the, uh, the, the part that's really optimistic from, uh, from my perspective, is where we used to be very, um, very much driven by uh, profit and loss, um, secrecy around what we're doing. I think that's all mm-hmm. changing. I think we're really opening up into these open communities where groups, both uh, the, the commerce groups and, you know, private areas have really exposed information, exposed aspects, and really want more open collaboration. And I think I'm really excited about what that really is going to be for us as, as consumers and as a society. So uh, very, very positive about it. And I, I do think we are going to be shifting those insights into more actual intelligence as we come into play. So very excited about the future. And I think 2017 is really where it's going to all come into play on uh, a social level. Thank you. That was a smiley all around. Nicole Saheen, Globalization Partners. Two minutes. What do you see for 2017, Nicole? Thank you, Bonnie. I'm, I'm very excited about 2017 as well. Um, I'd say that the primary thing that I think will happen or that we should expect is to expect the unexpected. Um, it, being a globalist and an internationalist that helps companies expand internationally um, my focus is definitely on, on the global mindset, and so that's where the focus of my predictions are. Um, I mean, with global politics right now and, and the economy and alliances are all very much shifting, um, and it's almost like there's this global shift of pentonic shelves just resettling for what is probably a whole new era. Um, my prediction related to that is that the economy overall will remain very strong, um, and especially the U.S. economy, the dollar right now is extremely strong. So if you look at the euro against the dollar, it's almost one for one. Um, if you've been holding off uh, on a European vacation or, or to try something new in Europe, it's definitely the time to do that. Um, and similarly, uh, the, pound, the, the dollar is strong everywhere around the world right now, which is great for American businesses. Um, nevertheless, uh, I do think there will be in, instability in unexpected places. Like, we don't know... You know, we don't know how things will go in each place. Um, and my advice to people, whether they own a business or own stock right now, is to diversify, diversify, and diversify globally. So if you run a business, expand into new markets. If you own stocks, um, you know, just talk to your broker regarding, you know, how best to diversify your portfolio. Um, I think the price of gas will go up, which could be painful to American business people, but proper to American people, um, but it probably won't affect the profitability of businesses. Um, taxes are expected to go down on corporations and also on, um, you know, I guess what's termed as job creators, which could, uh, you know, in, improve business in the United States um, for, for corporations. In terms of, um, in terms of, you know, what we're seeing, what we're seeing um, with our clients right now is that companies are going global much sooner and much faster to chase sales in international markets and to chase talent. Um, right now we see, you know, people want to hire people all over the world no matter where the talent is, but more likely than not, those people want to stay in their home countries a bit more than, than they used to and, you know, wanting to stay closer to home and, and companies are expanding into markets to chase that talent or to chase sales in new markets. Um, we expect to continue to see more online marketing replacing brick and mortar. 
And we expect India to see a lot of strong growth. They've had a change in government governance, and they're doing a lot of, we expect them to see a lot of strong growth on business-to-business sales. Um, the U.K. is not out, so companies are still expanding into the U.K., but um, but its, it's uh, historical business positioning as the headquarters of Europe does seem to be changing, and we're seeing Germany, Netherlands, and Ireland as, as resurgent points. So a lot of companies are, are going into those locations rather than, um, you know, first stop into Europe used to be the U.K., and we expect to see that change a bit um, as where the sales headquarters for American companies. Nicole, um, thank you. I have to give time to Jim Fields. You other, can give you one uh, sentence to wrap up, and then I have to give Jim oh, a, t- a chance. Go ahead. You got it. Okay, we can wrap up there. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wonderful. I was busy tweeting. You you have a, a very pervasive view. I appreciate it. Not so happy about gas prices going up, but happy mm-hmm. about stock diversifying. I'm tempted to put you all on hold and go call my broker right now, but I'm not going to do that. So as <laughs> soon as you. we're done, I know how my afternoon's going to be spent. Michael, this is me. Let's start diversifying. Jim Fields, you're up. Predictions. I can give you just barely two minutes. Go, Jim. Hey, Bonnie, thanks. And I want to pick up on something Sanjay said. He was speaking about the social impact of technology. And so I want to call out what I'm predicting as a kind of a a macro trend uh, that's the result of the social impact of technology. So everybody's familiar with uh, what you might call the gig economy or the freelance economy, right, and the ability for people through mobile devices and 24-7 connectivity to basically – work from anywhere. So when you think about that, people um, can freelance, uh, uh, you know, how and where and with whom they work, and they can do it from anywhere. So the macro trend that I'm predicting begins in 2017 is what I would call the death of the suburbs, right? And if you think of demographic trends, millennials hate suburbs. They love cities. They love the energy of being in a city, right? Baby boomers are coming to retirement ages in droves and no longer need the four-bedroom house in the suburbs and the acre of of lawn to be mowed, you know, every week. (laughs) Um, So with the convergence of these, I I will see, I'm predicting the slow but steady decline of suburbs over the next uh, decade or so. So uh, that may be bad news for you living out in Great Neck or Port, ja- Port Washington, wherever Thanks you are. Thanks a lot. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so while you're diversifying your stocks, you better sell your house, too. Uh, I'm, my, in a co- I'm in a co-op, dear. I gave up mowing the lawn and shoveling <laughs> the snow years ago, but I've been known when the snow piles three feet high in front of the building here to say to the staff, give me a shovel, I'll come out, and then I'll make hot chocolate for everybody because I love a party. So I'm with you. I am a boomer, almost a leading-edge boomer, and I would never live in a house again. And as far as the burbs, what can I tell you? 28-minute direct train ride to Penn Station. This is the life. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Love your predictions. Jerry Silva, one sentence. What are you drinking for the holidays? Go. My, my own homemade high-octane uh, eggnog, of course. Oh, I want the recipe. Please email it to me. Sanjay Kumar, Heart and Works, what are you drinking for the holiday? So I just picked up a Remy Martin cognac that I'm really looking forward to hitting over the holidays. Oh, sounds delicious. Nicole Sahin, what are you drinking for the holiday? I'm looking forward to opening a couple of bottles of champagne with my family and friends to uh, celebrate a great 2016 and 2017 to come. Wonderful. And Jim Fields, what, is, what drinkest thou? Hey, I'm not a big whiskey guy, but over Thanksgiving, someone gave me a little taste of something called Jack Daniel's Honey. So I think I might sip that a little bit over the holidays. 
Sounds like a honey of a deal. Thank you to the four of you, Jerry, Sanjay, Nicole, and Jim. Happy holidays. We're going to say bye-bye to the four of you. We're going to bring on Jeff Hattendorf at MacroSpec, Sandy Webster at Consultants to Go, LLC, C2G, Suda Jamti at IoT Disruptions, and Richard McCammon at Delego Software. So don't even think of touching anything. You don't want to miss the next four. We've got four more after that. Michael, out. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP. SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Welcome back. We are now going to be speaking with Jeff Hattendorf, COO of MacroSpect, Inc., which he co-founded with Randy Marvel in 2005. Jeff has 20 years' experience designing and implementing business systems, and here's an interesting thing. His emphasis on delivering brilliantly boring projects contributed to MacroSpect and AIVIA, his prior company, earning awards from the Deloitte Technology Fast 50 and the Inc. 500 list of fastest-growing private companies in America. Joining him on this panel will be Sandy Webster. She's a principal at Consultants to the number 2 Go LLC C2G. It's a certified minority women-owned management consulting firm that provides marketing and analytics consultants on an interim basis or as an outsourced project to Fortune 500 companies in financial services, telecom, insurance, retail, and pharma industries. Uh, her company has been on the Inc. 500, 5,000 fastest growing companies in America for three years. Suda Jamthi is our third panelist on this segment, the CEO of IoT Disruptions. She's an author and instructor at Stanford Continuing Education School. She's the author author of two books, IoT Disruptions and the Internet of Things Business Primer. She's a champion for STEM programs and girls who code. And rounding out the panel is Richard McCammon, CEO at Delego Software, D-E-L-E-G-O, expert in electronic payment system security and SAP integration. He's a key influencer in Card Not Present Best Practices and Processes as a leading member of ACT Canada's strategic leadership team, defining the future of authentication and tokenization. That's a mouthful. Let's get started. Jeff Hattendorf, predictions. Welcome, by the way. Predictions, two minutes on the dot. Go, Jeff. Thanks, Bonnie. So you said you mentioned brilliantly boring, and I'm not a boring person. I just get excited about boring things. <laughs> and one of the things I'm excited about for 2017 is I, I, I truly believe we're at a point where technology is finally going to deliver on the promises for the office of the CFO, and specifically in that group, the accounting team. At this time of year, we're all going to see a Christmas carol on TV. We're going we're to see Bob Cratchit working late into the evening, 
trying to get the numbers totaled up. Over the last 40 years, software has reduced the Bob Cratchit work style, but it hasn't eliminated it. A lot of our clients and, and the companies we work with still spend, that the accounting team still spends hours after work, four, five, ten days a month, closing out the books to give the company a rear-view look at the world. In-memory technology is, is really going to finally change that for the accounting team so that we go from a process that, that looks backwards to a process that is at least looking at the day, each day, at the end of the business day, not 6, 12, 15 days after the month is closed. I know that's kind of boring, but it's really exciting to me, in part because I work with people that, that have to put up with that. And at the end of the day, we all want to get home to our families. We live to work. We don't work to live. I love it. Thing, Thank you. Yes, go ahead. What's your second one? Okay. Continue. So the second thing would be, you know, the, the Internet of Things. It's in all of our personal lives, yet it really hasn't impacted the corporate world. There are lots of vendors out there that offer mobile apps and the ability to do mobile apps for corporate use. It just hasn't taken off. I think the pressure from people's personal exposure to the Internet of Things and, and to apps specifically will finally bring that to reality in our corporate environments here in the U.S. and probably globally as well. Thank you very much. I like that. Very telling. I think we're very happy about that. We have a we have a renewing series called The Internet of Things with Game Changers, and several of our other series in 2017, Jeff, will be focusing on IoT. Thank you. Sandy Webster, looking forward to your predictions. I'm giving you two minutes. Go, Sandy. Thank you. I think what everyone has said about the convergence of media is totally accurate and that there's a virtual and flexible work arrangement environment a gig economy, and because of that, everything's moving to mobile. In other countries, you know, the mobile phone is the number one communication means, and I think that'll start to resonate in the U.S. Uh, phones are getting bigger. They're becoming mini computers, and that's a tool that will really help small business owners this year. Uh, because of that as well, it's the year of the app. I, uh, we just mentioned that the app, you know, there's a lot of apps out there. But people have become a lot more focused and targeted on the apps that they use, from their games to their banking. They're not going to have a 1,000 apps on their, their interface. They're just going to have the ones that they really, truly need. Mm-hmm. Again, with the phone, communication internationally is just going to get cheaper. I mean, with WhatsApp and all the different apps that are out there in the interfaces, international calling will probably become a little bit extinct shortly. Because it's, it's free, we can get them in all different medias. You can use your, your cell phone, you can use your computer to call. And so there's a convergence of media. You see all the actors are moving seamlessly between TV, movies. Once upon a time, you used to have these movie stars, right? Mm-hmm. Now they do movie, they do TV, they do YouTube, and they stream on Facebook. So all of these are just opportunities that will make both small business owners and uh, individuals a lot more prosperous in the coming year. Thank you. I like that prosperity word. Very, very good for all of us. Thank you. Now let's turn to Suda Jamthi, CEO of IoT Disruptions. Welcome, Suda. Love to give you two minutes for your predictions. Okay. I'm very pleased to hear so far uh, this morning I'm hearing a lot about Internet of Things and Sanjay spoke about uh, AI. I focus on the, the junction of both of them. So my prediction is we are going to see a lot of drones. Come holidays, there's going to be a lot more drones sold, 
But my focus is we are going to see drones as a service, as, a, as many, many businesses where drones are going to be put to work for us. That is my first one. The second one is AI is already being, or at least in the early stages of being used in medicine, in healthcare. We're going to see a lot more of that. And you don't have to be sick to experience the AI. The AI is going to make sure that we don't fall sick. It's going to predict and tell us when we need to get to the doctor. And uh, we're going to see a lot of life saved. We're going to see at least more use cases of that coming out more openly. But what we make uh, of our normal life is we are going to get more social with the devices. Stop and think about that for a second. I mean, we are social beings. And the more and more connected devices come into our lives, and if, if it's going to tell us about getting to the doctor and, you know, more important things like that, we have to interact with the machine. So that I see a little blurring of our interaction with the machine. It could be as simple as having voice interaction with more machines, but the, I see a lot of drones up in the air, and I see a lot of interaction with connected devices in our, in our lives. Thank you very much, Suda. Glad to hear drones. You're the first one who mentioned that word on our show today. So happy to have it. I wonder if the drone's going to be carrying something special to all of us to drink for New Year's. We'll find out. Richard McCammon, Delego Software. I'm giving you two minutes. Richard, go. Well, I'm going to be a little more boring than most. It sounds like everybody's got multiple predictions. I have only one. I'm predicting that in 2017 that uh, mobile commerce is uh, actually going to grow more than 50% over 2016. There's a lot of people out there that are expecting that it's going to actually slow as a percentage of growth, um, and I don't agree. And that, to you, Bonnie, isn't much of a surprise. I'm usually a little contrarian to most. But what I'm seeing is, is growth in uh, certainly cell phone technology is, is becoming more and more ubiquitous. Everybody's got a cell phone. You know, 85% of, of millennials have uh, smartphones that they mm-hmm. can be purchasing on. And was mentioned earlier... Uh, the phones are getting bigger. And, of course, in this market, size matters like so many other markets. Uh, the bigger the phone, the more people can buy on them. They feel more comfortable. Size seems to be the big hurdle for most people to get by. You know, in-app purchases are going to continue, um, but I'm also saying that uh, in-browser payments. So rather than being the browser on your desktop or your laptop, it's now the browser is going to be the number one mechanism for people to buy things because not everybody's going to have apps. Smaller businesses can't get the apps out there, all the rest of them. Uh, Only the larger businesses that have real brand recognition will be able to use the apps. So in-browser payments is going to be really big. And extending that into electronic commerce as well and the mobile commerce, the card present transactions, I see that things like Apple Pay and Samsung Pay, of course, can't leave out Android Paid, are going to be mm-hmm. big players as well in the next little while. So combine all of that into the, uh, the, the whole branding of, of products, and we're certainly looking at an exciting 2017 for mobile commerce. Thank you very much. I like exciting in 2017 in the same sentence. Let's turn back to Jeff Hattendorf. One sentence. What drinkest thou for the New Year or for the, any of the holiday celebrations coming up? Jeff? Tell us. It is, a, it is a very special creation of my own that involves eggnog and, and some adult content added to it. <laughs> adult con- Does that adult content have a name like whiskey or champagne or uh, rum? Or want to tell us? Generally, a variety of whiskeys. I like to sample and keep things flexible. There you go, Sandy Webster. What are you drinking for the holiday? I'm a sparkling cider person. 
I'm the non-alcoholic beverage type, and I love good sparkling cider, especially flavored ones. You can be the designated driver for Jeff. Then. That's <laughs> fun. Suda, Jeff, what, what are you drinking, Suda, for the holiday? <laughs> I'm in the Sandy camp and not a non-alcoholic, so I'm happy Sandy went uh, before me to say that. Um, I am going to enjoy the holidays with a lot more chai, <laughs> so with family. Sounds wonderful. And Richard McCammon, what are you drinking for the holiday at Delego or home? Uh, nice Canadian ice wine. I think it's perfect for the season. I think I've got Ooh, a nice ice wine down in the uh, down in the, uh, the, the cellar. Sounds delicious. I want to thank the four of you: Jeff Hattendorf, Sandy Webster, Suda Jamty, and Richard McCammon. We're going to say goodbye to you. Wish you happy holidays. And waiting in the wings, we have Heather Ashton at IDC Manufacturing Insights. We have Fabiana La Cersa Allen from Ethip. Prax. We'll find out what she does. And we're going to have, I'm going to be reading predictions from Peter Van Chalwick, who is the founder and CEO of XM Pro. He can't be with us, but he sent me his predictions. And John Sullivan, Director of Innovation in the North America Analytics Center of Excellence at SAP. So don't even think of touching, oh, come on, just stick around. You can't go away now. We've had such great predictions. We're going to get four more sets. So Michael out. We'll be right back with the wrap up here for 2017 Prediction Specials Part 2. Michael out. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP. SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. We are back, bringing it home, as they like to say. We are in the fourth segment of our Prediction Special 2017 Part 2. And here's who's on my wrap-up segment here. Bringing it home with me, Heather Ashton, Research Manager at IDC Manufacturing Insights. Automotive is one of the key industries she covers. She contributes to the IDC Community Blog, talks about connected cars. And Heather is one of our very, very frequent contributors and panelists on SAP's The Future of Cars with Game Changers. Radio, which is sponsored by Larry Stoley at SAP, and the series has been renewed for 2017, so I know we're going to be hearing a lot more from Heather. Joining her today on this segment, Fabiana Lacerza Allen, president of the compliance consulting firm Ethiprax, E-T-H-I-P-R-A-X. She's a speaker and author on leadership and legal compliance, more than 25 years working for companies including Elon, Bristol, Myers Squibb, Microsoft, and Merck in legal and compliance leadership roles, including chief compliance officer. Uh, we're also going to not be hearing from, but I will read predictions from P. 
Peter Van Schelwick, who is the founder and CEO of XM Pro, XMPRO, uh, which is used by Fortune 10 companies. He oversees experts who obsess over helping customers solve complex industrial IoT challenges. And rounding out the panel, joining us today is John Sullivan, Director of Innovation in the North America Analytics Center of Excellence at SAP. His work in predictive and prescriptive analytics has spanned preferred vendor lead time strategies, human resources, discrimination identification, supply chain optimization, naval surface weapon strategies, and more. He holds an undergraduate degree in analytical chemistry. So there. Heather Ashton, you're up first. Welcome, Heather. Predictions, two minutes on the clock. Let's hear it, Heather. Thanks, Bonnie. I will share two predictions in two minutes that come out of IDC's annual prediction efforts, which span industry and technology areas. Um, The first one, augmented and virtual reality for business use will be an active investment area in the coming year. Consider how it's being used in retail today to assist with ordering and sales and the customer experience. I just ordered furniture last week using Wayfair's augmented reality capability in their smartphone app where I actually could see and snap a picture of the chair I wanted to buy for my living room. So we're going to see this Mm. explode next year. Uh, We've had a bit of a delay in the technology taking off in the industrial space because of the AR, VR wearables market delays, but 2017 will be a big year now that there are several commercial options widely available. So companies see this as a clear opportunity. The question really is primarily about cost and usability. Can you fit augmented reality within my budget? And can my Salesforce, service techs, or plant floor managers be productive with the technology on day one? So many of the companies we speak with are actively piloting AR and VR and determining the best way to use it. And then for my second prediction, I'll take a dive into one of my favorite industries, as you know, Bonnie, by predicting Mm -hmm. that 2017 will see the explosion of monetizing the connected vehicle. Now, I've spent a lot of time this year, as you said, on the air with you and Larry Stoley and Otto Shell talking about Mm -hmm. connected cars. Various ecosystem players are really starting to tease out how they can benefit from the connected car. And those benefits, I think, can be summed up in a single word, monetization. From insurance providers to smart city leaders to automotive service shops to the OEMs themselves, stakeholders all want a piece of this big pie. The potential for value-added services around connected vehicle has led to a number of analogies like cars a wallet. Um, This really builds on the overall theme of mobility and how that's changing and how consumers are really expanding how the car fits into their lives. So we definitely see the focus on what are the roles of the various players and, more importantly, where's the money to be made? So I predict 2017 will be a year for sorting this out to ensure the ongoing development within connected vehicles. Thank you very much. You had to get one in there for automotive. I wouldn't have let you go <laughs> off the air without one. Heather, thank you. Let's turn to Fabiana Lacerza Allen at Ethoprax. Fabiana, we'd love to have your predictions. Two minutes. Please join us. Thank you. Well, I think 2017 is going to be a great year. Because difficulties show us who we truly are and who we can count with, what are we made of, and give us an opportunity to make a difference. It seems that the world is very polarized with very distinct positions where it seems that fear and, and hatred and intolerance have gained momentum. And we have an opportunity to show courage, to do the right thing, to lead the way, to have the hard discussions, to see things from what they are, and to look at evil in their eyes, to not back down, and to be inspired. So my world, Bonnie, as you know, it's the compliance world, and Mm -hmm. it would be a great year to do the right thing, um, you know, which is sometimes hard rather than the easier wrong. It's going to be the best year to bring the right people to the table and have the right discussions, 
and have the courage to stand up for what's right. And this will be really, really interesting in a world that's very globalized where different, very strong opinions about the United States, about United States corporations, and how they see us. So I think it'd be a great year. It's going to be full of opportunity. It's going to have, as everybody before me said, you know, great advances in technology, and it's going to be very important that we have the right people in the right places making the right decisions. So it's going to be fun, and I look forward to it. Thank you very much. Very interesting. And you know what? I'm going to say Peter's predictions last so I can get John Sullivan on. So, John, I'm going to, since you're here with us on the phone, I'd love to get your predictions now, and then I will summarize and, and wrap up with Peter. So go ahead, John Sullivan. Join us. All right. Thanks, Bonnie. Well, the basis of my first prediction began earlier this year when a man testified before Congress. Well, actually, he cried before Congress as he spoke about being replaced by a less experienced and lower-wage worker who he also had to train for one to three months uh, to do his job, otherwise he would lose his severance pay. You know, as he was crying, I was thinking to myself, this is really one lucky guy, because if you're being replaced by a human, then you can be the first person in line to expand your abilities. If someone can learn your job in one to two months of training, then in five to seven years when that replacement is replaced by automation, I hope that basement in the suburbs we were talking about is still there. You know, many have predicted this doom by artificial intelligence, but I Mm -hmm. predict that it will be humans with AI, not humans or AI. Remember Ah. that humans plus processes plus automation are going to be replacing the redundancy and complacency in the workforce. Hey, if there are more, and my other prediction is, if there are more than four layers of workers between a new hire and your CEO and your company, the doers and the leaders, then those workers' days will be numbered. I predict that the anonymity afforded by PowerPoint and Excel are quickly coming to an end. (laughs) Technical workers will be affected, but management workers will be decimated. Just as we saw in Clay Christensen's book, The Innovator's Dilemma, as companies who ignored the peril of newer, you know, cheaper, and sometimes better competitors, this also applies to humans. And that is my predictions for 2017. Wow, 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 wow. Very, very interesting. Thank you. Let me just quickly take you through a couple from Peter Van Schawick from XM Pro who couldn't join us. Prediction number one, the industrial IoT ecosystem will start to formalize. Industrial IoT requires an ecosystem of partners to provide advisory technology and services that collectively create effective solutions for customers. In 2017, we'll see some of these relationships start to form. Number two, leadership in industrial IoT platforms for major vendors. And he says that industrial B2B customers are more conservative than consumer market. And the bottom line is the industrial IoT ecosystems will form around a few of leading industrial IoT platforms rather than the hundreds of independent, small consumer-centric IoT platforms. I don't know if that's good news. And number three, in, in 2015, industrial companies talked about IoT. In 2016, they started planning how to leverage IoT, Internet of Things. In 2017, we will see real examples and case studies emerge where IoT can provide a significant ROI but expose the hype areas where there is no real value other than being cool. So there, that's from Peter Van Schalbeck. So let me quickly go around the table. We've got about a minute and a half left and I need 60 seconds to wrap up. Heather Ashton, what will you be drinking this holiday? I am going to be trying my first batch of homemade gin. Um, I like to play around with drinks and I'm going to move into the realm of uh, adult spirits. And so we'll see how that goes. 
adult spirits. That's just a new term for me. I okay. I like that adult. So I can see the grown-ups having a, no kids. We're having adult spirits. Fabiana, what are you be drinking this holiday? I'm going to be having two things: ice wine and Argentinian Malbec. Oh, I love a Malbec. I love a Malbec at, at room temperature or chilled. A good Malbec is a good Malbec. Thank you very much. John Sullivan, what would thou be, be us drinking on the holiday? Hey, to be consistent with my prediction, I don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> but what will you be drinking? Fast. Hey, since I'll be at the beach, it'll be just a cool glass of water. All right. Well, I didn't say what I'm drinking today, but I think it, it's always a cool glass of water and a cool mug with a, a, a yellow straw for the sunshine. We finally have sunshine before the deep freeze here in, in New York. I'm going to probably be drinking, I don't know what for the holiday, on our January 4th, I'll tell you what I was was drinking for the holiday. Uh, everybody, mark your calendar. January 4th here on the Business Channel, Coffee Break with Game Changers, 11 a.m. Eastern. January 4th, 11th and 18th. Yes, we have five weeks of predictions, so I've got dozens and dozens more. I predict in 2017, I can predict with certainty we will have 14 different Game Changers series, nine current, including our flagship coffee break, and we're going to have a series covering utilities of the future, manufacturing of the future, strategic partnerships of the future for digital transformation, smart cities of the future, and designing the future. So to our 16 smart, savvy, insightful panelists today, thank you. Big hugs. Have a great holiday. Michael, you are one brave engineer. Michael and the Business Channel team, shout out to Ryan and Michael and every everybody at World Talk Radio, and here's my call to action. This is our last live show of 2016, so fasten your seatbelt one more time. Be safe. No adult beverages while you're on the road, unless you're in a connected car sitting in the back seat with Fred, if you remember the song. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Have a great new year. I'll talk to you on the other side. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week. 